Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 16th of December. It is a Monday. We're starting another week, yet another week, but we are like nine days out. Think about that. It's coming and it's coming fast. Life just keeps on rolling along. But today's topic, how is it that we know right from wrong and we still can make a wrong turn? And when I was writing that, I started to laugh because I thought, you know, it's so funny. I can name how many instances that I have done that in my life. And it's like, I know for sure I should be doing this, but this just keeps on gnawing at me to pay attention to it, to do it. I start to visualize it. And I thought, man, if I put that kind of energy into what I should have done, it would have taken me even further. But no, I had to do the thing that was going to lateralize me for whatever reason. And I thought, why do we do that? And we do it all the time. Like someone will say, I knew in the beginning I should have done that. But I always say, why didn't you? What was the choice to do it? There's people who say you shouldn't trust your instincts. There's people who say why it's important to listen to your instincts, why you should listen to your instincts, especially when you don't like what it's saying. There's all these different views about how we should deal with our instincts. But what's more important is the fact that our instincts exist and they're instinctive. We cannot control them. So they're coming from somewhere and they're about something. But what is it about them? That inner, inner thing that says, don't that we override. How do we, why do we override the common sense, the gut feelings that we have to jump into something we're going to have to twist and turn like a pretzel to make it work? Why do we do that? Especially when we're the most unsure, which is when we feel the least footing, where we have the most insecurity built into the decision we're making. Because that's usually when we don't listen to our instinct. And that's when our insecurities are so high that we are mesmerized by what we want to the point where we say, oh, you know what, be quiet instincts over here. Let me put you in a closet. Let me close the door. Let me lock it. Let me like put the key where I can't find it because I want to do this. And then what happens is the ego walks into the picture and it starts rationalizing for you. It starts rationalizing, saying, yeah, you know what? You could do this. You will only do it once. If it doesn't work, 
you know, did you ever get that feeling like, oh, my God, if this doesn't work, I'll just die. Not really die, but you know what I mean. So what in all of that, because by now we've had many instances about this, what does God have to do with it? And what does our purpose have to do with how we respond to our very own instincts? And I really feel this, this crazy need to involve God because this has to do with everything we are. Our instincts, they are connected directly to our soul, the deepest part of us, what Christ called what is our garth. That's the deepest part of us in our body. And it has all of our history, here, home, everything. That's why sometimes we get glimpses or we get that deja vu feeling or we, we just know, like we meet someone and we hit it off with them. You know, whether it's a friend, a partner, a neighbor, we just meet people, certain people, and we are right at home from the get-go. And we're like, how do we know them so well? You just know there's certain markers in them that you identify as feelings that make you feel good, that make you feel positive, that make you feel safe, and you just wonder, was that a mistake that I met so-and-so? And people would say, this is a match in heaven. We're kindred spirits. We're twin souls. We, we came up with many names for it. And we follow our instincts, especially when it has to do with anything but a relationship. Because I've run into most trouble with my instincts in relationships because I kept thinking, oh, no, they didn't mean that. Oh, no, they're not, you know, a person who does that or things like that. And I could come up with some pretty good excuses pretty early on in my life. Just finding someone we wanted to be with was a bag of tricks. Or someone finding us and giving us attention. And then as we find out things that we normally wouldn't accept in our own lives, but now we're accepting it from someone else. And our instinct is like, run, run, run. And we're like, no, no, no. I'm going to make this work. Now we're being stubborn. And then there comes that, that day where you know you can't stay. And now you're in a position to have to leave. And by then, you're so dug in that you're scared to leave. And then you stay a little longer until you get that feeling like, all right, now I know for sure, for sure, for sure, I am not staying here for the rest of my life. And then you leave. And now you're broken up. You're trying to figure out what happened. You start thinking about when you first met the person. And isn't it amazing how you start seeing all the signs. Even in the very first conversation you had, because now you can see them, you know them. But when you didn't know them, all the stuff that they already told you that you found out 
was true. It wasn't that they didn't tell you. It was that we couldn't hear them because we already shut off our instincts, which meant everything was fair game. So if you ever wonder why you did those things, because people are like, God, I was so stupid. And they're like, no, you weren't stupid. We're not that stupid, actually. As a whole, we're actually very smart people. We know. We have that instinct. If you think like, wait, that's not working right. But it's okay. It's working enough. And then later you find out what was wrong with it. This has just happened to me a few times even in the house, just little things that I'd be like, that shouldn't be that way. Or our heater was doing something. And I'm like, but that shouldn't, but there's something, and I would know it. And then the heater would actually stopped working. And I'm like, see, I knew that whatever, whatever. But you just have those, those really probably what we would think is a very weak instinct. So how is it? that we know right from wrong, but we can't fight for the right and we fight for the, the wrong. And, I, and, you know, there's people that say there's no wrong, but while you're making a decision, there is a wrong way. It's not that we're, you know, how people say, you know, nothing is a mistake and nothing. Yes, that's actually true. Nothing is a mistake. Because when you're in this decision-making process of between right and wrong and you choose the part that's not listening to your instinct you needed the lesson that's why it's not wrong because you didn't have enough experience to make a better decision for yourself because nobody pays that price If you're paying the price, everyone around you is just going to go on that ride with you. But what I did want to make a distincting factor between is instinct and impulse. Being impulsive is different than instinct. Being impulsive, you're upset, you react, you want to throw your opinion down, you don't care who you hurt, you don't care who you make feel bad, you just slap it down. And then the other person sees it or responds to you. You walk into a room, you're upset, and you give them a piece of your mind. Now, you sure gave them a piece of your mind all right, and you sure told them who you are all right. But that's impulsive and impatient and not thinking things through, which is very different from our inner instinct. In our futures, we get that feeling like, I don't know if I should be doing that. It may hurt the people around me. It may ultimately hurt me and the position I've worked so hard to get to. But boy, that's just teasing me. It's over there in that corner calling me. And it may be to do something that will hurt you and will hurt the people around you and will take away from everybody. So now you're trying to corner it and control it. It may be somebody who's married and 
they met a coworker and, you know, they got to be close friends and now they're starting to think about other things. And, you know, here they have a great life going over here, wife and kids and, and all of that. And every day they go into work and they're like, oh man, but wow. And, and, you know, they start thinking about it more and more and more. And then they act on impulse, even though their instinct said no. So how do we help ourselves in those situations for someone who needs money and they're in a position to take it from a company and all they have to do is cook the books. And the first time they do it, they say, mm, I'll pay it back. I'll pay it back as soon as I get the money. Well, if you didn't have the money in the first place and you had to take it, where are you going to get more money to not only do what you're doing up till this day where you're already deficient and pay it back? How is that going to happen if you're at the same job making the same money? So impulse is what makes you do that, even though your instinct said, what the heck are you thinking? Are you crazy? You can't do that. How are you going to sleep at night? And the other one says, but I'll pay it back. Good old ego, right? So instinct and impulse being two different things. Because there's, you know, people who say don't ever listen to your intuition or your instincts. I'm like, oh, no, wait a minute. Don't do that to yourself. So how do you sharpen your relationship? with your inner instincts and how do your instincts not become impulsive because that's where the trick is that little trick double trick because now you get impulsive so the first thing you need to do is be quiet give yourself time away from the situation and really think through after, after you do whatever it is your impulse wants to do, but your instinct is telling you, don't touch that. It will pass. So in that quiet time, Accept that you are going to trust your gut feeling. Accept that you are like, okay, instinct, I know you're there. I know you're telling me this is a bad idea. There is a big part of me that knows it's a bad idea. But wow, I'm so tempted. Because when you can say these things out loud, you are now expressing to yourself the inner conflict because the real conflict, let's say you're the person who wants to take the money. Your real conflict is that you don't have enough money. So what can you do to change that? And it may include changing jobs, which people are like, oh, no, this just I'm already here. I, I, it's too much work. I don't have a resume. I can't go. Well, if you're not making enough money to the point where you want to steal money, it's not 
taking it because now you're hitting at your integrity. And our ego, you know, cheers us along until we're done and then it runs away. And then we're left with fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. And what if someone finds out we can't look anyone in the eye? We know we're not as good as we want to be. We stop accepting great choices because we don't think we deserve them. It becomes a secret. Now we have to carry a secret, which adds weight, emotional weight, to everything else we do. But our ego doesn't show us that. Our ego shows us the vacation, our family being proud of us, being happy for us, being happy for themselves, but they don't know they're in a hot air balloon. And someone's going to come put a pin in it one day when everyone finds out. So really, really walk it through. Trust your gut. Why am I having such a strong feeling to not do this? Why am I fighting with myself? And then after you get there, be ready to face the insecurities that you are facing that makes you want to do that, have the affair at work, take the money, or whatever it is our ego is painting a beautiful picture for, and let the insecure feelings go. I'm already okay. I have learned to manage within the confines of what I make today. And if I need more money, I have to either, you know, ask for a raise, a standard living raise even. And you could even say that because then it makes more sense to a boss. But also, I can live the way I've been living because at least my conscience is clear. At least I feel good about myself. Have these conversations. Because once you do, you start to see the pitfalls of where you are most vulnerable. And that's why ego was able to get in and mess with you. And mess with that instinctive feeling that you know even from the outside looking in. Even if your best friend came and said to you, you know, I'm thinking of cooking the books. Well, no one says that before the fact. What do they do? They wait until it's done, and a year later, you're like, I got, I got to confess something. This is just too heavy for me to carry. Now you don't even care if you get caught because the truth of the matter is all you need. It's like your medicine now. But let's take it out even a step further. Be really deliberate. Like, just flat-out deliberate about the people that are in your inner circle. Are they people so far ahead of you that you're willing to steal money to keep up with the Jones? Are you with, if you're a guy, other men who cheat on their partners or minimize their partners or minimize the relationship with their partners? Because if you are, that's not going to feel like such a stretch, is it? But if you're hanging around with other couples who have children, now your instinct seems right on point because you're with the right crowd. 
It doesn't mean that if you're working and you don't have enough money or you're on your way to getting to where these other people are going that are doing better that you won't get there. But be patient. Let yourself know, well, I had this instinct for a reason. Why do I have that instinct? Why don't I want to listen to my own instinct? Also, in that time where you're like shushing and listening to yourself and having the conversations and hearing your words and letting yourself feel like, hey, why, why am I even fighting with this? What do I want back? What's left in me that I'm trying to fill? What hole am I trying to fill? Am I hanging around in the right places? Because we find out when we scale back and we don't spend time with people who are doing the things we have no business doing, we start realizing something, and it's a really important thing. We start realizing how little we actually need. We know what we want. Everybody has a desire and something they chase in life. But when you scale back and you don't hang around with the crowd that's too far ahead to catch up to, and so now you're thinking of doing crazy things to be like them, or you don't feel as loved at home, or something in you doesn't feel you deserve love, so you're willing to bear out of your relationship. Pay attention to what's already going on around you. How did the factors in your life of today lead you to this conflict, to this turmoil, to this weird feeling of should I or shouldn't I? So pay attention to that. You know, what, what's, what are the moving parts in my life that have moved me to me considering doing something that's going against my instinct. So I always say, what does God have to do with it? Going back to God. It has to go back to what we came here to learn. We all come here to learn. No one comes here without that. So if we are here to learn and we need this lesson, Ask yourself instead, because God, I know you're watching, and I know that I'm considering doing this awful thing. I know it's awful because it's only going to bring me trouble, but yet I'm drawn to it. You have to say it out loud, because when you hear that, you're like, what the heck am I doing? Instead of, oh, yeah, like, look at the reward I will get for doing that. So what's going on around you? What is it? What's not working in your life? Who are you hanging around with? What insecurities are starting to try to be filled through this? Why is my gut feeling the last thing I'm listening to instead of the first thing I'm listening to? 
The other thing, which is hard to do, very hard to do, because now you have to expose yourself, connect with someone. Really call yourself out before you do something instead of after. If you have a close friend, and if you don't, put your recorder on and talk out loud to God and listen. Listen to what you are saying. Hear yourself talk. Hear that person go into the entire discussion phase. Because when you hear yourself and you start to feel like, oh, wow. If I heard someone else say this, I would be like, no, 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 no. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Do I need that? And then go back to the beginning. Find time to just sit still, quiet. Give yourself the space to take your instinct on and face it and ask it questions because it is an energy, a force in us that guides us, like I want to say a direct connect to who we really are. But what happens is we are only taught the result of not listening to the instinct instead of questioning the instinct when we have it. There's something in the growth that we may need out of life. We want to test this or test that. But usually, by the time, I want to say even sooner than 30, we start learning that our instinct isn't something to ignore and shove in a corner. Because I've talked to quite a few younger people, and thank God for my kids, or I would never have the opportunity to see younger people in this, in this capacity where they're just no holds barred and, you know, they're just home and we're just sitting having dinner. How they know, it's like they're, they come hardwired differently than we did because our generation was taught to hide our feelings, hide what we're doing not pay attention and just do what, in quotes, is right, what we need to do to get ahead, whatever that means. But we need to have these conversations with ourselves because because they already know that, I'm able to take them so much farther, faster, because they're just faster. They have way many more points of reference that we never had. Technology is their lifetime. It's new to mine still, even till this day. But a lot of them have learned the power of unplugging because they listen to their instincts. It was from my my own daughter, who's totally technology proficient. She works in the movie industry. She's online all day. They're either editing, that's online. They're getting things, they're, they're what they call dailies. They're doing all this work all day long. But she took her Apple Watch off. And I said, but now how do you get your messages? 
She said, how did I live before it? It drives me nuts. And then I was making fun of her, but I knew deep inside mine was kind of, but it took me eight or nine months to say, oh my gosh, thank you for being my role model in that. The power, I know she's my daughter, but who you hang around with, because I know a lot of people who don't hang around with their kids. The power of paying attention to what's going on around you. Connecting with others. Finding time to be silent and still. Pay attention to your instincts and don't feel like, I can't, I can't do that. In this day and age, I need to be connected. I need to do this. I need to do that. Ask yourself what's inside of you that's calling itself to that. And try to address the instinct instead of the solution to filling the insecurity. There's a huge difference. Ask yourself, is this impulsive or is this instinct? Great filter question. Keep close to the people you make a choice to hang around with. Because they are an outside example of who you're willing to be on the inside. You guys, have a great Monday. Have a great beginning of this week. And I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.